0: What is Prize Picks? Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. NBA season is here. Check out my IG stories For more about PrizePix, testing my skills on PrizePix, this basketball season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to Prize Picks and use code COMBO for a first deposit match up to $100. That's right. Go to Prize Picks and use code COMBO for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Prize Picks. Today's show is also brought to you by Good Drills, the all encompassing app for basketball, skill development, and Strength, training, just a fantastic way to work on your game. Learn more
1: about it in the show notes. Click the link, sign up for Good Drills. All right, here we go. Salute to NBA Nation on this Monday afternoon. Another edition of the NBA Report. CP the franchise, Alex Rotaro here. Special guest. He is the one-two combo, a.k.a. combos court. Andrew Solop in the building. On today's show, we're going to recap an action-packed weekend around the nba tyrese Maxey with a 50 burger on the pacers you got the champs getting knocked off by a red hot rockets team the clippers losing again what's going on with Zion williamson man a lot to do a lot to talk about lock in hit that like button hit the share button subscribe to the channel number one nba podcast for the fans by the fans this is the nba report Let's get it going. Salute, salute, salute. All right, fellas, Al, how you feeling, man? Are are you recovering from last night? Last night was a little rough for you, man. It was a little rough for you, bro. You know, it's
2: interesting how you always like to to pick on my team when they're down and out, but that's not hard to do because it is the New York Jets. But, hey, man, you asked me how I was feeling about yesterday's game. You asked me if I was confident Zach Wilson. He wasn't the big issue for yesterday. He had that one interception. But the big issue is the play calling. We have no wide receivers that can catch and, and do anything with the ball. So, there's wait, that. Wait, but...
1: wait, wait, wait a minute. No, 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 yes. no. Bro. I'm not letting you get away with that. What? I'm not what letting you, you get away with that, bro. Why? He had the ball in his hands. Two-minute drill. He had it. He had it, bro. He was sure. marching down the field. The yes. story was tailor-made for him. They sure, five, 4 not 3. You can't go to Legatron to save you this time. This time, it has to be through the air. <gasps> through Zach Wilson, leaving them on the drive. He was chaining plays together. Receivers were making plays for him. Garrett Wilson was making plays for him. You had Uzama making plays for him. And you were just waiting, bro. I was sitting on the couch waiting. I said, "What? when is he going to turn it all away? When is he going to give the whole, the whole thing away in hell in a handbasket? Zach Wilson. Oh, God. And he hands it Brother. right. There you go. Game over. It's a wrap. Let me tell you something.
2: If you were waiting until the last two minutes to ha- watch him put on a show, I'm sorry, I don't know what you are watching through the rest of the game where Lazard seems like he has no hands, okay? We got guys who are just, like, all over the place, can't run the ball on this terrible Raiders team. We got nothing going. Absolutely zero. Cool. There is, outside of the two-minute drill, there was, I don't know, what Was it? you got 40-some-odd, freaking 46-some-odd minutes that could have been done yeah, with other stuff?
1: It was, it was tough. Come it was, on, man. You're going to tell what? Look, they still had a chance. That's all I'm saying. Despite all the boneheaded plays, they had a chance, and the quarterback gave it away. 58 once. minutes. That's what I'm talking
2: about. They had 58 Eight. minutes. And you're, I'm watching this team, and I'm like, oh, wow. We're going to rely on this guy who's sucked for most of the season Eight. to have – I blame the rest of the team. I blame I blame plane calling. I
1: blame a lot of stuff. It's over with, man. It's over with, man. Let's salute our guest, man. My guy, one-two combo in the building, Andrew Sal. What's good, my dude? How you feeling today, bro? All is well. I'm
0: thoroughly entertained by your football conversation. So all is well. How are you guys doing? Yeah.
1: yeah. It's a race to the bottom, man. You know what I mean? It's a race to who's the bummiest team in, in football. But <laughs> well, it's dying, not the Jets. <laughs> dying to taking that by a mile. So, you know, I, I just enjoyed either way. But let's get to hoops because this weekend was pretty action-packed around the league. I got to start with what's going on in Philadelphia for a multitude of reasons uh, because it, it'll, it'll kind of connect to a lot of the stories that we're going to talk about today. But Sixers over the Pacers, man, 137 to 126. Sixers going to 8-1 and one on the campaign Pacers with the best offense in the league, but it wasn't enough because Tyrese Maxey's offense is that much better. 50 piece for Tyrese Maxey, 20 of 32 from the field, 7 of 11 from downtown, 5 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 blocks. Let's put some respect on his defense right now. I mean, look, the, with the Maxey situation to me, man, it was. They needed to make the hardened trade to free up Maxi, but I still wasn't convinced that he was just going to take the reins like he did, like he's doing right now. And that could really change how they go about really trying to build this thing down the road in terms of who the pieces that they're trying to put together to finalize a championship contender because they're there right now. I mean, this Maxi MB pick and roll is ferocious, ferocious. You can't stop him. He's a blur in terms of his speed. Mm-hmm. Three-level scorer. Mm-hmm. The way that he can play off of Embiid, that they can play off of each other, is something that I don't even think Harden and Embiid had. And he increases the pace for them. It's a completely different style. He can play fast compared to Harden's more methodical, slower pace. The The maxi thing has been a tremendous revelation, man. It's been a tremendous revelation, bro. What's uh What was your thoughts on this 50-piece last night? Just absolutely amazing. The guy is averaging 28, 7, and 5 on the
0: with the 50-40-90 split. Like right. these are MVP numbers. And Joel and B, nobody's talking about Joel, but he's playing like MVP Joel right there with him. So yeah. this has been incredible. I know everybody's very low on Harden right now, but I do think Tyrese Maxey benefited from getting to work out with Harden. Harden, one of mm. the greatest offensive scorers in NBA history when his time was his time, right? Like, he doesn't look like that right now, but he has a lot of knowledge. And I think under the tutelage of James Harden, he learned a lot. And now he got James Harden out the way, and he's flourishing. So I love it. You know, I love both Tyrese's in that game, Halliburton and Maxie, but Maxi got the best of him on this night. Al, talk about this kid, man, because,
1: look, somebody in the chat said, why can't the Knicks draft like this? Look, the Knicks wanted him. You know, CP. And- they, they, so they did. They did. Wait, wait. wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Knicks wanted him.
0: Wait, one thing, though. CP, I was telling everybody to draft the other Tyrese before Mm. Obi. I was saying it back then. Mm. Man, that would have been great for the Knicks, right? That would have been great. (laughs) Certainly would have,
1: man. But, you know, Maxie Al, the thing with him is, like, you know, just watching him from Kentucky, like, the skill sets were there, but I didn't know that he was going to be able to put it together on both sides of the ball and really be a guy that you can build around. I looked at Maxi as kind of just like a dynamo. Maybe he comes off the bench, or maybe he's your third, fourth option, instant offense, three-level score, instant offense. But this is a a two-way, as Andrew said, this is all-star level numbers right here, man. Different. Yeah, and I mean, when you go back and think about, like, all the draft,
2: you know, the draft reports on him and what people thought about him, like, there was – they talked about his weaknesses being lacks top end, quickness, and acceleration. I don't see that. I see that on the floor every single night. Uh, attempts, a lot of tough contestant shots. It seems like he's been more efficient doing that. Well, release it seems like he's improved his jumper by a mile. Um, and then the pick and roll was another thing that was considered a weakness of his. But now you see how he's just been able to evolve that game. And I think to Andrew's point, when you look at how you had James Harden and, and Bede, who was one of the best pick and roll duos last season, how do you not watch that and just take a little bit away from that? And that's why you bring in good players for young players. So that way they have someone to teach them, to guide and ask questions like, hey, that's what development's all about. Like sometimes when we just say, oh, why don't you let the young kids just go out there and go run free? It's like, I get that. But at the same time, you need some sort of guidance. And who are you going to learn from in order to develop that game? So for Ma- for Maxie, having Harden, I agree with Andrew that that helps. But now when you get rid of somebody like, Harden, right? And now you just give that usage rate, all those opportunities to somebody and just allow them to do this. This is that experimentation that we see. What what happens when you give a talented player that much freedom to be that guy? And now Max is just run away with it. I think the most impressive thing for Max right now is that, guys, on the season right now, he's averaging a 50-40-90 split. If you told me out of college that this 31% shooter on low volume was going to be, he's not, he was even a 30% shooter, 29% in college. Now he's going to be shooting over 40% in the NBA. I would not have seen this thing coming, but look, the stuff that he was strong at, being able to finish around the rim, he's able to do that still, and he's just taken all of his weaknesses and just enhanced them to add to his game. I love Maxie's game, man. It is just... He's well. This is a dude that we're talking about. He—he he, leading, in my opinion, for most improved player, because, my God, the way he's balling right now, 50 piece. like, granted, the Pacers don't have a good defense, but yeah. Still, to do that with Embiid on the court,
1: absolutely impressive. Right. That, that's with Embiid on the court. And right now, they're the highest scoring duo in the league, uh, best scoring duo in the league. And, I mean, that last shot, that last three that he hit, and that might have been for 50, where he caught Buddy Hill with, like, a step back, 35-footer, leaning to the left. I mean, you know, yeah. his bag is insane, it's, bro. You, you know, know what's crazy is, is that – that
2: what's crazy is that that step back that was another thing people had as a weakness that he couldn't create off the dribble and that yeah. now you just see that as just mm, mm. yeah and to your
0: point with the mentorship I mean we're seeing this I don't want to you know jump the gun too much but we're seeing when you bring in some mentors with young talent with the Rockets I mean that's a recipe for success so I think Maxi definitely
1: did learn from that pick and yeah. roll duo with NBA and Harden. For sure. And then, you know, the them losing with in the car accident and, and oh, break man. him man, because that could have been way worse. Terrible. He's got lucky he got out of that. But them losing him is quite untimely because he's provided some scoring efficiency there off the bench. Tobias Harris has been shooting the ball lights out since the beginning of, of the season. He and, and the, what I like about Harris is he's also the guy like every team. You have your stars, you have your superstars, but you, but you also need your guys that's going to get it out the mud and get, and get do the dirty work. bias Harris is that guy, man, whether it's on the boards, you're getting the hustle plays, like he's been that guy. And then on top of that, he's scoring the ball very well and, and quite efficiently. And so I think he's another guy that's benefiting from from the hard and the departure. And then you bring in a Kelly Oubre, a 20-point-per-game scorer on a minimum contract. Yeah. It's looking great, man. I hope he can come back soon because they're going to miss him. Speedy recovery to him. I said, I think
0: I have a tweet somewhere before the season. Like he could be that Aaron Gordon, Andrew Wiggins guy. Not he's that, not that he's the same player, but he could be that guy that could help a contender, a
1: super talented guy that just fits into a role really well. And he's done that speedy recovery to him. He's going to have to, but another guy that they have that can fit that role Nicholas Batum yes I mean I mean Philly could come away with this thing we'll see what happens with the Clippers and we're going to talk about them next but Philly could really come away with this thing head and shoulders winning this trade I mean Nicholas Batum yesterday 9.7 boards three blocks two offensive three three two offensive rebounds three for five from downtown he's he's telling me to kind of fit what they're looking to do right now
0: Alex, I'd like to ask you, actually, like, who do you think are they contenders right now if Kelly comes back? Or do you think they need to add another piece, maybe an Alex Caruso or a Jeremy Grant from the Blazers? You know, they're trying to rebuild. Like, do you think they need to add one piece to be legit contenders?
2: I think they do need one more piece. Like, I like Maxi and Embiid. But if you're thinking about the Celtics, and even though they beat them, right, it's still only the regular season. Seeing an opponent through a seven-game series, they're going to adjust. They're going to make sure that they limit what you're successful at. Having him and just max as your only two guys and being like the best like creators, I think that's mm-hmm. tough. When you look at the Celtics, you got Tatum, you got Brown. You know, Drew can do a little bit. You got KP, who's a tough cover as well. And then you also got Derek White, who's just that's your fifth guy in that starting rotation. Like the yeah. Celtics don't have a strong bench, but I think you think about that starting five against the the Sixers. Like, I like where the Sixers are. I think moving forward, the After this offseason, if you're Daryl Morey, you got to be happy. Like, wow, I got rid of Harden and now addition by subtraction. Look at this. You know, this is like the biggest addition by subtraction for this team. So he's going to have a lot of cash space this offseason. I don't know how you build off of this. Like, what? who are they going to try to entice? But if you're Embiid and you're thinking about, look, I want to compete. Maxie's starting to show out like this. You got to be happy. Like, oh, Philly ain't such a bad spot right now. But I will say this. I think credit has got to be given to Nick Nurse, too, to change what Doc yes. is doing over there. Because, you know, something that Embiid said earlier this season in October is that he doesn't like the way that I think under Doc, that it was very ISO heavy. He wanted more ball movement. And that's something that Nick Nurse did bring. Uh, to this and, or it was just implemented. And I think that's something that we gotta, we gotta talk about as well. So Nick nurse adding that. And also we know how Nick nurse is a defensive coach too. So I think the defense adding the offense
1: or just like shaking things up. I think that's really helped this team too moving forward. Number one in the NBA in fast break points at, uh, I think it's like 20 points per game. Mm. So, I mean, they're getting out, they're playing faster. They're getting out in transition. You're getting easy buckets that way. And then you still have, Right now, two in your top 10 of bucket getters in Maxi and Embiid. That's a dangerous combo, man. Number three in points per game are the Sixers. Uh, number two in average score margin. Number one, in, uh, like I said, in fast break points. Number three in points in the paint. You know, that's your Embiid factor. That's Maxi as well. Yeah, it's awesome to be a great fast break team and have
0: Embiid as your best player, right? Like, that's a da- that's a dangerous yeah. combo. Yeah, they're, they're number one in blocks, number five in steals. Crazy. Yeah. Versatile. Versatile. And Nick Nurse, you know, he brings a modern approach to the game, which we see those coaches are having great impact on the league. Like the league is not so heavy like it used to be. I know the Knicks do a little bit of that and you guys know that better than anybody, yeah. but yeah. that's not the way the league is going. So I think Nick Nurse's
1: impact to Alex's point is totally spot on that. That's big. I think. I like their ceiling to be, I think their ceiling is higher than the Celtics because they now have mm. the wherewithal to add. More. Wow. So you're saying it's higher than the? Are you talking about for yeah. this season or just like after this season? Both, both because they have the assets to go out there and add to the starters or add to the bench. They could go out there. You just mentioned Caruso or De, DeRozan. They could go out there. They can get OGN and an OBE either at the trade deadline or as a free agent next year. Like they have the cap space and they have the capital now draft capital to add to that team and they have a lot of depth that's where i see them edging out the celtics because i think they're tougher with beverly and covington and marcus mars batum they have more uh, guys that have been you know battle tested. they have more battle tested Mm. guys off their bench and they have the ability to add more to it they're not done yeah the vibes are
0: the vibes are immaculate there and you know to your point, CP, like Daryl Morey is a guy that wants to get stars. Like he don't even care about the vibes or personality or any or chemistry or any of that. Yeah. He just wants to get the best players possible. Do you think Levine would be a good fit there?
1: Mm. I don't know.
2: You said DeRoz- you you mentioned DeRozan. Which would you ha- rather have, Levine or DeRozan? That's interesting. Would you have? The, would you rather have the mid-range God or a guy who's a mm. complete three-level scorer? I, I I think with the modern game, like. You know, you know what the thing with the Rosen is.
0: I think him and Embiid play different positions, but they do occupy the same space. So I, I yes. think I like Levine yeah. a little bit
1: better there. At least with the Rosen, you get a little bit better playmaking there. Mm. You know, you, you add another playmaker, but you, you are right; it does he does kind of clock things up. Um, Levine would be interesting because I don't I don't want to take the ball out of Maxie's hands right now. That's the thing, you right? Levine say- can play off ball. <sighs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Because, again, we're going to talk about the Clippers. I'm looking at the Clippers situation right now, and it's like, is there too many chefs in the kitchen? Mm. Is that the same with Levine? Literally have, the, literally
2: have those exact words on my notes for today's show for the Clippers, which is, yeah, I think, a great
1: question. It is. It is bad. Uh, All right. So let's talk about it, man. (laughs) Clippers might as well. Let's get to it. Clippers in L.A., the James Harden home debut, hosting the Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis scrapping and clawing for wins. Severely shorthanded. We all know everybody who's out for those guys. Uh, But they come away with a win. 105 to 101. Last second uh, execution by the Grizzlies. And they're able to steal this one. Clippers Still haven't won in the James Harden era now. 0 5. Uh, you have Paul George in this game. PG doing his thing 26, 7, and 7. Two steals for PG, 8 to 16 shooting. Kawhi Leonard, 14.6 to 16 shooting. Five rebounds for Leonard. Uh, Harden, 11. Westbrook, 12 and 9. Five assists. And then for the Grizzlies, you had uh, Desmond Bain, the high man, with 27 points, six assists, 10 of 24 shooting from the field. Andrew, what do you think, man? Is it is it? Are you hitting the panic button on this Clippers squad right now? What do you think? I think you have to. I also think James Harden Woo. is not is not in the best of shape,
0: and I think he will eventually get in better shape. But look, mm. man, you got to run things through Kawhi. Kawhi doesn't have the basketball as much lately since James Harden's been there, and I think that's your focal point of your team. PG thirteen, a guy I always say has no weaknesses as a player, and even a podcaster. I think he's a great podcaster as well. I think he's their second guy. (laughs) So, (laughs) my question to you guys is, who's the one that's going to have to sacrifice more? Is it James Harden or is it Russell
2: Westbrook? Oh, it's James Harden, one thousand percent. Yeah, he. I think the thing from James is that he needs to be that guy that he was out in OKC and throughout his entire career is that. You know, he was that off-the-bench scorer in OKC, really where what helped OKC get to that finals, right? And he was also pushed to be an off-ball guy because he was stationed with Westbrook and Kevin Durant, the top two guys on that team. I think he has to go back to more of that role, maybe be that guy coming off the bench, lead that unit, because I think it's just too many in that starting rotation that need the ball. I mean, between him, Westbrook, PG, and Kawhi, that's just that's too much. It's very top-heavy, and for for James, like, Andrew, you said it. He's not in shape yet, right? So I think mm-hmm. putting him against second units would help him just get into a better rhythm, mm-hmm. rather than having to compete with other guys who are in shape, who are ready to compete right now, who was thriving before he arrived. I would just, I would just move him to the bench. Who would you choose? Are you thinking Westbrook should go to the bench, or you're saying Harden? But he has the system. So how do you move the system to the bench? Oh,
0: good god, God. Move the system, system,
1: <laughs> system got to go to the bench, man. They were a minus 28 with Harden in the game last night. Through the four games, he was, they were minus 67 with him in the game, and they're plus 24 without him. He got to go to the bench until they figure it out, man.
2: And, and, and if you want to top that even more, I just was pulling up some lineups just to see where this where the whole Westbrook, Harden, PG, Kawhi, Zubak rotation lineup ads uh, and i did min- minimum of four games because they've only played four games together there's only 204 lineups that have played at least four games or more out of 204 lineups this lineup ranks 199 they are minus out of minus, minus 5.8 with westbrook mm-hmm. Harden, pg 13 Kawhi, and zubak that is just god awful i think and they were doing much better before Harden entered that. So I think it's all point towards Harden just cuz he's he hasn't had a training camp with them. How are you going to ask a guy just to come in and just get into rhythm without a training camp?
1: And, and that's yeah. the thing, right? That's why I can't hit the panic button on the, on these guys. Um are they up against the odds? Yes, because where have we seen this where I mean now you have four guys who were all at once upon a time number one on their teams. You know, Kawhi and Paul George have been able to figure it out. They, they need that point guard. They still haven't been able to solve that. Now, Westbrook came in last year. He's starting to play well with them after he left LeBron and, and AD. But I think Harden, you now add another layer to it. And who is going to sacrifice on which ends of the floor is going to be important. That's, that's what Ty Lue is going to get paid to figure out. Because you might not need all four of them on the court at one time. It may not work that way. And like I was saying, somebody's got to be the guy that's going to get it out the mud, do the dirty work, get, get it, get after it on the glass, you know, do yeah. the dirty work on the defensive end. Like somebody's really going to have to be that guy. Sometimes less is more. So you, they got to figure, okay, do they run hard and more with that second unit? You know, you get Trey Man going, Terrence Mann going a little bit. They Bones Highland is, is suddenly out of the rotation. It's a lot of moving parts, but I think we got to give them time to, to get get it together. So CP, you do believe that they're still title contenders, and they could figure
0: this all out with the current roster that they have. With those guys, you, you have to, you got to put them up there. But I they, respect, they, it. I yeah, res- they got a lot I, of work. They got I was, a lot of work. I respect it because those yeah. guys are really good at basketball. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, I mean, bro, P, yo, PG, PG's playing at such a high level. Yeah. You can't you can't go away from them right now. You can't forget about Kawhi Leonard. But I just think from just an overall basketball experience. Brody and James Harden they can facilitate like they can get those guys into their spots but they it's going to require them to dial it back a little bit so they've got to figure that part out and then again defensively they've got to lock in what do you guys think what do you
0: guys think about Russ off the bench though because you just mentioned it like putting guys in their spots I think James does that at at a higher level than Russ does that
1: right yeah that that is fair I'm only going with, with with Harden off the bench because we of what's been working right so mm, continue to okay. go with that and maybe ease him in a little bit while he gets up to speed while he gets in the shape and then he gets acclimated to what tylu wants to do i think harden is a better facilitator of the two but it's been working with with what they got going on with russ right now so that's why i am like just keep that while you because look the west is going to be competitive oh, you got yeah. to tread water and build new chemistry at the same time it's very difficult that's fair yeah yeah. And they were five and four
2: before Harden joined the team. So there, you could say there has been some success with Westbrook in the starting rotation. So i lean towards that, but, but Andrew, for you, cause you've played ball. Um, what, if you went in the direction of saying, Hey, Harden or even Westbrook, like h- how would you talk to like a player saying, Hey, I want you to change your role to be on this team, even though this is what you were at one point, how do you go about that? I mean, first and foremost, you got to talk to
0: James about getting in the gym and, shooting a whole bunch of catch and shoot jump shots, because, you know, this game is all about muscle memory. And we're seeing that once he catches the ball, he has to put it on the floor. And some players are just like that. It's not a bad thing. It's just what he's been doing for so long. So I think James get in the gym, you know, shoot a lot of catch and shoot shots. Um, And for Russ, you gotta, I know this might sound really crazy, but you got to watch a lot of Christian Brown video mm. from the Nuggets. Mm. fun play hard on defense cut through space a lot of energy yeah like be that guy that could work around everybody else and obviously he's a hall of famer i'm not comparing him to christian brown i'm saying play that role on this team full of stars and i think it'll benefit everybody
1: yeah but it's just like you pointed out with christian brown right like his when you talk about muscle muscle and, this, and CP
0: this sounds so crazy putting Russell Westbrook and Christian Brown in the same sentence but, no, but, I, but,
1: yeah. but you're right but it, that's why it also makes it 10 times harder because Christian Brown's already coming into league thinking like yeah. this is the role this is my role right here if I want yeah. time I have to fit in I have to figure out what Jokic wants where he wants me to be to be successful mm-hmm. I've got to play defense so on and so forth where Russ and James Harden are coming from it's like I got to be the guy. You know what I mean? James, I'm the system. It's got to flow through me. (laughs) And so it's reprogramming. How do you reprogram, you know, uh, umpteen year vets, all-stars, MVP caliber players? How do you reprogram them to now fit into different roles on a team with four guys who could arguably need the ball in their hands to make it happen? It's difficult, man.
0: I think one thing to be optimistic about is that if they figure it out, Ty Lou is a guy in the playoffs that can make all the right adjustments. So if we could figure this out during the regular season with that type of talent, you know, there could, we could be looking at this team totally
2: differently in the playoffs. So, so so do you, for both, I got, I got a question because is this the only, is this the only chance for the Clippers to go all in for a chip? Because Harden's contract ends this season. You talk about Russ PG, and you talk about Kawhi, all their contracts end after the fu- after next season. So are you pushing all your chips in and be like, we got to figure this out right now. This is the t- only window we got for a title because what if you don't win this year? You got to think about next year, right? These guys are just getting another year older. Not everyone is necessarily the most healthiest uh, uh, on this team. You have no draft capital. Oh, so man. at any point during this season, do you think about pushing that panic button saying, you know what, I don't see the direction – going anywhere at all we got to flip this and get some assets in return
0: uh i think the issue with that is is that bomber doesn't want a rebuilding team in the new arena that he's not getting. in the
1: new arena and, yeah and going in there with four cali boys in there like or potentially four yeah. talents in there
0: yeah they don't want to rebuild right now i know bomber doesn't he didn't want to rebuild in, yeah. in this stadium he's not going to want to rebuild with in the stadium with 392 bathrooms in it like No way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, But look, man, I look, I I like between Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, and these guys, they, they have the talent to do it. They've just got to come together and build some chemistry. And that's going to be the hardest part. In terms of how to utilize those guys and the proper rotations, I also thought the Mason Plumlee injury. Uh, oh, that really hurts. Tough. Yeah, that was a little bit tough. First off, when, when I seen that when when Julius Randle rolled up rolled up into him, I thought that was a broken leg or something. But luckily, it wasn't. But I, I think they they're taking a hit off of their bench. You know, Diabate is is not the guy. Like he's not going to be the guy that's going to get rebounds for you and protect the paint for you in, in the way that Mason Plumlee can can. So now you kind of just top heavy with just Zubats there. I thought the Plumlee injury was was sleeper. I thought that was a tough one for them. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, we, we talked about Kelly. We talked about Plumlee. Like, man, so much of the NBA is just about staying healthy, man. And hopefully all see, these teams yeah. can stay healthy. Uh, yeah, that's a tough loss because he's actually the type of big they need. Zubac has it. Like, I love Zubac as a player, but he hasn't been looking good with this, with
1: their new four stars. So yeah, we got yeah. to see what happens there. That, that's tough, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that like button. Hit the share button. Subscribe to the channel. The NBA Report rocking right now. CP the franchise, Alex Taros. Andrew solid one-two combo in the building. Uh, salute to, we got Michael Powell in here, Jason Arrivalo. Salute to JJ. Got you open in here. TM, what's good? Almighty finesse. Salute. All right, the chat is rocking right now. Salute, man. Call us up, 657-383-1509. If you want to chime in on the weekend of games, you could also catch us on the NBA Report Discord. So make sure you guys do that. All right, another game we got to highlight. The Houston Rockets are hot right now, man. They are hot. Six in a row, Rockets taking on the champs at home. And this one went... Toe to toe, they went toe to toe, man. You had constantly changes in this game. Both teams did not go Back quietly for the night, but it was the Rockets no, making the offense, plays man, down the stretch one hundred seven to one hundred four. You had Fred Van Fleet leading the way for the Rockets. Twenty-six points for him, four assists. How about Alperin Sangoon? Twenty-three points, five assists, eight rebounds, two blocks. Nine of 18 from the field. One toe to toe with the Joker. I'm liking this Rockets team, man. Six in a row for the Rockets. Six and three on the campaign. Uh, for the Nuggets, Jokic, 36 points, 21 boards, and 11 dimes. Incredible. And then you yeah, have Michael Porter Jr. 25 and 10. Talk about those Rockets, Andrew, man. They're looking legit right now.
0: That's baby Jokic right
1: there, Alfred um, Yeah, I know
0: I know you're familiar with the Blue Wire Studios out there in Vegas. I saw you doing some good work out there, and I was talking to my guy Nick from the Veterans Minimum about this, and that was one of the teams that really jumped out to me that could take a leap because they added Dylan Brooks. They added Fred VanVleet. And I knew with Alfred Shagoon they were going to be looking at this Denver Nuggets team. It's a copycat league. We have a guy that could be that point center type player like Jokic, and we could have him do that for us. Because he has that passing skill set, that feel for the game. He's a little bit smaller than Jokic, even maybe a little bit better of an athlete. I'm not saying he's Jokic, but we're seeing he could fill that role. So I love everything the Rockets did. I was talking about them in the offseason, and now they're doing really well, and it's really awesome to see.
2: And they have Ime Adoka out there. Yes. Also, like, you know, stern head coach who's making boys into men out there like that, that also helps. And like, you can see the discipline that there is. It's nice to have a point guard in Fred Van Vliet, who knows what he's doing and not just having like Jalen green run out there and just kind of like do what he wants to do at will. So to have someone like Fred Van Vliet and even Dylan Brooks, man, Dylan Brooks, just being that veteran presence defensively. I think that definitely helps having a backcourt like that. Um, But you see for the nuggets, what it's like not having Jamal Murray, you get in these type close games and, now you lose Reggie Jackson coming off the bench, who's a solid scoring mm. punch. And then you look at Denver's bench. They're only able to muster eight points uh compared to what the Rockets were able to do. You got 15 from Jeff Green, you got eight from Tyree Easton, you got even uh you got three from Tate and five from Holiday. Like only eight points. That's tough, man. That's tough. So you didn't even get anything from Christian Brown from uh from from, from, yeah. a, from your bench. So Nuggets they just got to ha- they got away for Jamal Murray to get back man so that way their bench can even out because without him you're going to be in a lot of games like this we've seen it before too when Murray was out in the past like nuggets they're still a good team but it's it's
1: just going to be close close battles yeah this this was a big big win for the rockets Ex- excellent win for the rockets with the upgrades that they made this off season I was, I, I love the approach, even, even Udoka, you know, personal issues aside, look, he brought in a championship caliber head coach, one of the hottest names in the league before his issue. So that aside, when we are just talking about skills and talent, this was a big pickup for them. And then the offseason acquisitions, I understood why they were trying to do that, right? Because you get a Japari Smith, a top pick. He's got three-level skill sets. You bring in the and Goon. We talked about the comparisons to Jokic: his passing ability, his footwork, his vision, all on display. What Jalen Green can potentially be as a dynamic scorer in this league? Like they have the young players with all varying skill sets, but you needed the adults in the room. You needed the veterans to put it all together. We've seen time and time again with the Rockets, with the Timberwolves back in the day, with the Magic. You know those teams, the perennial lottery teams that. Never fortify their teams with veterans who can play, not just the guys on the end of the bench, not just the Joe Ingles in the magic situation, like guys who can really play because they get those guys in order. They get those guys in their spots. Look at the, the two man game that Al Burns and Sengood and Fred Van Vliet are playing with. Like he didn't have that last year. Yeah. You know, that takes his game to a whole nother level. And then, you know, playing off of Van Fleet, you're seeing Sangoon making secondary reads. And, and he, you know, he's finding a Jeff Green in the corner who's knocking down corner threes at a reliable clip. I mean, Jeff Green had an outstanding game last night. So the addition of Van Fleet with, um, with uh, Dylan Brooks, you know, Brooks is bringing that fire. He's bringing the attitude, an extension of the coach's defensive philosophy on the court. And then you have a Green. They're, they're putting that all together, man. They yeah. put it all together, so they look great. Big win for them last last night.
0: And the future is bright. They got guys who aren't even getting as much opportunity of really yeah. bright futures. Yeah. Like Cam Whitmore is in the G League. G League. And if you yeah. if you watch him in Summer League, and I know you watch him, CP, man, that guy looked NBA ready. He looked NBA ready, that guy. And he's not even getting an opportunity. He's in the G League. Amen. He's not getting the same opportunity as his brother, but one of the twitchiest athletes I've ever seen in my life up close and in person. So not
2: only are they winning right now, they got a bright future as well. Talk about it. You got, I'm, I'm still shocked that cam dropped so far in the draft. The Rockets yes. just got richer with that one, but guys, they're fourth right now in the Western conference. If you're looking at the same, if there was to end today, they, they make the playoffs. Are we seeing this team as a playoff caliber team or, or are they going to drop back down and be more of a playing type team? I'd have to say that some of
0: the other teams are going to figure it out, yeah. but I think they'll be in that playing area for sure. They won't drop below that. I'll tell you that. They got they got too many good players, too much young talent, and they're coming to be, together with chemistry. I don't think they stay at four though. I don't think they stay at four. Okay, no. so
1: yeah, to stay at four. I mean, over the course of an eighty-two game season, I think that would be tough. But they would definitely be uh, playing. I, I don't think Memphis recovers from from this. I think there's yeah. a lot for them to to uh, to get back, even if Ja comes back. I mean, this is game two and two. eight right now. Two they're and at eight. The bottom. Yeah, they're at the bottom. I think the Clippers will get it together. Is New Orleans imploding? I don't know. <laughs> we we got to talk about that. Um, so, look, the ten you got 10 teams that will be in the mix for it. I, they're they're going to be right there. They'll be right there. Does OKC come back to the pack? You know, what happens with the Lakers? It'll, if the Lakers don't stay durable, they could easily drop. Same thing with the, with Golden State. Hey, okay, OKC. The,
0: the future is here. I'll tell you that. The future is yeah. here. Man. That <laughs> team is that team is different. Like Chet just filled every gap they needed, and filled he those. was ready right away. Right, they needed that rim protection. They needed that pick and pop player. He's so versatile. They're so fun. SGA. I think like him, Anthony Edwards, and Luca. Those are going to be the guys moving forward that are going to win a bunch of MVPs. I yeah. know Golden yeah. will be in the mix as well, but man, they got a squad. That team is so squad. fun. Squad. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm, I'm putting the Rockets up there, man. We're gonna talk about our, our top five power rankings. I'll just—that's all I'll say, man. I'll, I'll, that's all I'll say. <laughs> you got the
2: Rocket a top five power ranking for the that, with the Rockets up there? That's Holy all cow!
1: I will say that if is you're saying that. I that means they say, gotta be a playoff man.
2: team. Let me just say that right now.
0: Listen, well, I, I guess CP is saying like what's happening right now, but he might be projecting something different going forward, right? Like you don't think they're top five moving forward, or do you? I don't know. I don't want to
1: speak for you, right. We'll we'll get we'll get to the power rankings. We'll we'll definitely get to oh here we go. This guy's trying. This is how he does
0: the teasers. The teasers. I love the teasers. Get to the
1: power ranking. You gotta you guys gotta stick around for that, man. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag. New. We'll shout you guys out. the NBA Report Rocking Man. CP Alex Andrew in the building. Just going through some of the hotter games over the weekend. And you spoke about it, man. Let's talk about it because the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm. are taking a claim for the hottest team in the league with a 116 to 110 win over the dubs. Timberwolves go to seven and two, six in a row. Number one defense in the NBA right now. A number of top 10 placements offensively. You got Anthony Edwards destroying the league right now. They say he's the next Jordan. We got to talk about it. (laughs) Three points, seven assists, two dimes for Ant-Man, six boards, 11 to 27 from the field, 10 free throws, perfect from the stripe charl anthony town shipping in with 21 and 14 you had uh jaden mcdaniels with uh 13 and then uh you got Nas reed to kill alexander walker with 10 apiece off the bench for the dubs hey they go as steph curry goes man 38 points for the chef five boards uh five of 13 from downtown 11 25 from the field, but five turnovers for the chef uh andrew your thoughts on this uh on this soda teeny man are they for real man I mean, defensively, they look like the real deal with Anthony Edwards
0: and Jaden McDaniels guarding the perimeter and Rudy looking like Utah Jazz Rudy. I think he's in better shape. I think he had some injuries last year that, you know, when you have injuries in basketball, don't want, like, people will go, oh, man, like, that's tough. But people really don't care. Like, they're just looking at the player on the court, and he wasn't the player that he was this year. So he seems to be healthy. Um, Nas Reed, one of the most underrated bigs in the league, super talented. Yeah. Cat has a big cat, but it hasn't affected the team either. So they got three really good bigs, and obviously Anthony Edwards playing at an MVP level yeah. and the defense
1: is immaculate. Well, well, that's why Cat coming back, you know, not regressing, but just not uh, you know, sh- shooting cat numbers, right, is not really an issue because Ant Man is is taking another yeah. leap and yeah. taking another leap on the defensive side of things, man. Yeah. So Ant-Man is absolutely destroying things. The perimeter defense has been locked in with McDaniels and Ant-Man. You got athleticism, you have um you have wingspan, Conley in there, adding his veteran presence, and then and then stifle tower uh ca- correcting things at the rim and looking strong out.
2: They're looking great right now, especially on the defensive end. As Andrew noted, like they're number one with the defensive rating right now, they're number four with a net rating. Offense can get a little bit better. Obviously, you need Cat to start playing like Cat does, but to have Ant Man McDa- uh, McDaniel's out there and Rudy, just like, whoo, it's a tough team, man. And then well, you got Swomal on that team too. They're a very well-rounded team right now. Really, just need Paul Anthony Towns to figure things out, and then this team could be dangerous. Look, this was the only team last year in the playoffs that really gave a that really gave problems to uh, the what was it, to the Nuggets last year, and oh. even still. This year too, they gave the Nuggets pro. They gave the Nuggets props. I think they actually defeated the Nuggets too, if I'm not mistaken. Like this, this Wolves team, they're legit. They got the athleticism, they got the height, they got the wingspan. This is a very tough team. If their offense just comes around, man, this team could start being a problem for a lot of other teams in the West.
1: Five, oh, times, five times this season, they held opponents to under 100 points, held the Dubs to 38% shooting from the field, 28% from three last night.
0: So I'll ask you guys, I'll tie it all together. Who has a better chance to win the title, the Clippers or the Wolves right now, oh. moving forward?
1: Oh, man.
2: Mm. Clippers or the Wolves? That's mm. a tough one. I'm probably going to go with... I mean, I'm I got to go the Wolves, man. Probably to go with the Wolves. To have yeah, the I gotta
1: go Wolves, and it's so crazy because we were just trashing that Gobert trade. But if you're looking at how they play right now, the their ability to defend—if they're able to keep that up at a high level—then you just give it an Ant Man and get up out the way because he's playing leaps and bounds, head and shoulders over everybody right now. Yeah, he's the and, real. And so team, his man. ceiling is on is unlimited right now. When you talk about Kawhi and PG, the window's closing. They're still playing at a high level, but the window's closing. For Ant-Man, he's just getting started. Yeah.
2: And the, and the thing is, too, like when you look at defenses, the Clippers are not even a top-10 defense. And as many have discussed before, you need a top-10 defense if you want to go win a championship in this league. And Wolves are number one right now. So I think they're there. The offense, like even though it's middle of the pack, I still think that's enough just because, as we've seen throughout the playoffs, it's very hard to have – we see teams aren't necessarily as consistent offensively as they are during the regular season. It just becomes it becomes more of a half court game. Everything slows down a bit. Um, you're playing a seven game series, so guys can make the adjustments that they want. I'm going to lead toward. I'm going to lead Minnesota. What do you What do you got, Andrew? Who do you think? You think Clippers? It looks like you're saying. Well, I, I ain't uh, ready to say Clippers. Man, I just uh, if we all agree, that's not fun, right?
1: Ha
0: <laughs> ha. Oh, so you know thinking- what? I'm, I Go. I've been so high on Ant from when he was, you know, back. I think it was actually the COVID season. It got cut short. I would just said like this guy has the highest ceiling. Like I love Ant. Yeah. But man the Clippers, those four guys, Hall of Famers, they got to be able to figure it out. I love Ty Lue in the playoffs. Let's go with the
1: Clippers,
2: man. Well, like, well, Ty Lue okay. in the playoffs is very tough.
1: Edge. You could certainly give him the coaching edge. You can yeah. give him the coaching edge. Yeah, so definitely, they, they,
2: definitely got the coaching edge. That's for yeah. damn sure. Yeah, so
0: hopefully they can figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll slightly edge the Clippers. I don't know if – the thing is, though, about Ant-Man is that, like, to your guy's point, like, he could make something out of nothing, right? Like So that's once you just get to the playoffs with that type of defense and you got a guy like Ant-Man creating in late game situations and end of the shot clock. And we saw what he did to the Celtics in overtime. Like, yes, that's dangerous. So I don't want to be the prisoner of the moment. So let's slightly edge the Clippers. But I love what the T-Wolves are doing. And I think Anthony Edwards, him, Wemby, Luka, that's the future of the NBA right there. You could even throw SGA into the mix. No,
1: I
2: I think Andrew based on that like what you see like what they did against the Celtics right like that's where I give them that much more confidence I mean and I think the thing is that even though and we've heard this for the Knicks like you talk about continuity 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 like the Wolves have continuity like they've all played last season with each other like they they know how where everyone's going to be on the court so I give them that edge whereas we've rarely ever seen a mid-season like an early season trade just like work out in a team's favor like I guess the only trade where like it really worked out and that was during the offseason though was Kawhi. But you know, that te- that's really it. That was for like one year.
0: And teams never learn from that, right? Like yeah, I feel like don't. they never learned. Yeah.
2: No, they just like to keep trying and hopefully, you know, it works out in their favor.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the continuity thing is very interesting when you when you speak about the Wolves because like myself and like many others who were detractors and, and naysayers with the go bear trade. Hey, maybe you know a lot of us didn't factor in just giving this team time to gel, as they have a, a, a current and rising star in Anthony Edwards, giving him time, and then you see you know what McDaniel's is doing. I mean, you you can't get around him either the, the yeah. way he's playing defense out there. So, hey, maybe you just got to give them some time. But let's see, it's certainly a good story to see a team like that near the top of the league, and. What also was interesting in this game was that, you know, they they handled Golden State with no problems. You know, Golden State still had uh, 19 offensive rebounds in this game, 20 second-chance points for the Dubs in this game, and also uh, Golden State scoring 20 points off of 14 Timberwolves turnovers. So the Timberwolves wanted to tighten up, you know, tighten up in their transition defense, take care of the ball, and get after it on the boards. This thing could have been probably a 20, 30-point blowout. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. I think
2: I think the one thing we gotta look forward towards, like the T Wolves, is that Mike Connolly being a stable point guard for them too. So like being a seasoned veteran, having that playoff experience, I think that, that also helps. But for some men, like they'll they'll like, figure it out. I feel like this is like yeah. always like something to like monitor like they can't win every single game, you know. Got Draymond back, they're six and five. They're still trying to figure things out as well. Like, even though it's looked good with Chris Paul coming off the bench there's still a lot more that team has to do. I think it's really more so on the Wiggins aspect that needs to be more consistent yeah. for that team. And then you can really start saying, Hey, is this are the Warriors a serious team again? Because Wiggins's consistency has been a real, uh, real issue for this team. Just getting back on track.
0: Yeah. I mean, Clay, it looks like he cares too much. And it looks like Wiggins doesn't care enough for what I'm That's watching. Right. Like, like, right? <laughs> it's like, it's just t- like Wiggins got some of that bad body language that he had with the T wolves, not like, not like what he was when they won a championship and you know how much you need Wiggins to win a championship, right? Like he yes. proved that. So clay got to be better. We've seen post injury clay come out to slow starts. So hopefully he could get it together, but I never really liked the idea of CP three on this team to be totally honest. I don't think him and Steph meshwell on defense together. Now I know he's second unit guy and I don't think him and Draymond, mesh well on the offensive side right they're both basically point guards at the end of the day I mean Draymond has always initiated a bunch of the offense so I never liked it in terms of them meshing um, because you're going to want to play your best players right in the playoffs together and I don't think those guys
1: are it for that and and the thing is is that you're going to see Steve Kerr forcing CP3 in that mix yeah try to make it work We'll see if it does. I mean, what like who's going to
2: have to? Because
1: who's going to guard Ann Edwards? Like, if they play the with with like CP three and Steph in the backcourt, you know it's going to be tough. And that that's also why to me Wiggins is one of their most important. Yes, yes, yes. Because that was a guy who was frustrating Tatum in the finals. Brown, he was their best, second best player next to Steph Curry when they won that championship. Like, they need that guy back. And who knows, right? Like last year, he left with the personal issues. Is that still bothering him? it's a lot to get up for every game when you got to go through practice and shoot around and and travel on the road maybe just mentally you might just be checked out right now but they've got to get him sorted out because uh, i think a lot of their success relies on a, on a two-way engaged anthony uh uh andrew wiggins yep absolutely but and, and to your <laughs> to
2: your point andrew for you know wanting to put all your best players in the playoffs do we really have to worry about that with cp3 when he, we know he's like scheduled to have an injury during the postseason yeah, man, that's uh, yeah, that's a whole other that's a whole other topic. Yeah. I mean, like this this it's the same thing with
0: the Suns. Like, do we know who's going to play in the playoffs? Do we really know? I don't know. No, I have no, no idea. Clue.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. We we got no clue, man. Yeah. How about this play in in this Minnesota Golden State game? You had Ant Man who absolutely went ballistic. Uh, you know, goes baseline and puts Dario Sarge on a poster, ferocious dunk, and then gets a technical for staring him down. Come man. On, man, come on. We're we're, from,
0: we're we're from New York, man. I mean, yeah. like, this is what we're doing. Come on, man.
1: I, I I can't stand it. You know, they 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 got Giannis tossed out of the game a couple days ago for staring uh. at Isaiah Stewart. Like, it, it, what's funny to me is that the NBA they're marketing the league around the, you know the highlight generation and Gen Z and who's getting dunked on, who's getting postered, who's getting uh you know whatever terminology the youngsters use these days, right? They're they're all into it, but yet they they're policing the league in a complete opposite and conservative way. Like, let these guys have fun. They're, the kids are going to do it anyway and put you on a on, on a TikTok anyway. So you're not slowing that down. Nobody's fighting in the NBA anymore. Like, these beefs, nobody's brawling anymore. They're all chummy-chummy and buddy-buddy. Let them have fun. Yeah, no one's trying to punch anybody. Look, they all got the bag. They're all trying to, like, yeah. enjoy their
2: money, all right, first and foremost. But then, look, it's like when the NFL removes celebrations, right? It was like, oh, you can't celebrate. It's like, hold on now. The whole point, is so that we could see celebrations, to yeah. see how everyone's enjoying, like, and just enjoying the game. Like, what happened to it just being fun? What happened to it be like, yo, I just got you. I'm gonna stare you down. I'm gonna yeah. walk away. Like, everything's a taunt now. Taking the point off on the guy, or else that's gonna be a uh, tech as well.
0: <laughs> Super soft, man. Like, yeah. I mean, some of some of, like everybody's greatest basketball memories. I don't want to speak for everybody. Is like you dunking on somebody and then telling them
1: about it. John you...
2: Starks on Michael Jordan. Simple. <laughs> or or Jordan on Xavier... Mc... Oh, my fault, my
1: fault. Nah, remember. chill, chill, <laughs> chill, chill. <laughs> wounds. Those are, those are wounds, man. Those are oh, wounds. wait,
0: actually, you know what? He didn't even dunk it. He kind of, like, let it go in. And then was
1: like, ah, I don't yeah, know if you remember that, that one. Yeah, but that yeah. taunt was, like, ferocious. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, are yeah, nightmares. Yeah, yeah. Those are nightmarish taunts, man. I, I, I still. Sorry to bring that up, guys. That. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> I, I still can't sleep over that, man, so... Oh man, yeah, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again hit that thumbs up button for your boy, CP, Alex, Andrew in the building. The NBA report. Make sure you guys once again hit the like button, hit the share button, and subscribe to the channel. Okay, fellas, let's uh let's talk about power rankings. So NBA came out with their power rankings today. And uh here is their top five. Let me get uh, let me just pull that up real quick. Gamba, I don't know if I sent it to you. Producer Gamba, I don't know if I sent it to you. Well, let's pull it up and talk about it. Uh, NBA Power Rankings for this week. Number one, Philadelphia. Mm. For two, the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. For three, Nuggets. Four, Celtics. Five, Mavs. Al, I'll start with you, man. What do you think? Five, Mavs. yeah. Yeah, uh, sixers, sixers, Wolves, Nuggets, Celtics,
2: Mavs. I can understand the Sixers. They're on a, they're, I think they've won what, eight in a row right now. So that makes sense why they're number one. Who is number two, you said? Number two is the Wolves. That makes sense because their defense and how they're just playing for such a young team. Three was the Nuggets. They should be up there. Celtics, not, not, no issue with that. It's really the Mavs, man. Like, we're going to choose the Mavs. So you're, changing, you're changing five. I'm changing five. Okay, I think with five, I got to go with, let's see. I guess it, may, it makes sense they're 8-2. Damn, that's tough. That's tough. I didn't realize they were the second best in the Western Conference. Ooh, maybe you're maybe you're keeping five. Mm. I guess the only other team I could think of that would be a good argument is, like, you put Houston up there for how young they are and how hot they're competing right now? Who's the, Who are the Mavericks
1: beating? Who are the Mavericks right, being right now? All right, Andrew, we'll go. We'll go to you for year five. Oh my five! Yeah. So let's go. I like hey, that. I, think- I still need a number five from you, man. So I'm gonna let you think about it. But Andrew, yeah, yeah, well, we'll just give me your get, your come product. back, come We're back. Can
0: you, go, go, CP, go one more time with the. Can you can you read it out one more time? Yeah,
1: yeah. So the top five again is according to NBA.com. Their power rank is Sixers one, okay. Bulls two, Nuggets three. Celtics 4, Mavericks five.
0: I kind of like since since I feel like Jamal Murray is out, I might switch to Celtics and the Nuggets and okay. then I, and and let I like what the Babs are doing. Like, as I always said, I think you know, Luka's the future of the league, but le- let's go with the Rockets, man. Like, you know, they just beat the Nuggets, like so, you know, okay, yeah. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go switch those two around and I'm gonna go, uh, Rockets five. Let's do that, okay, okay, yeah.
1: Shout-out Paris Duggar in the chat. Ford super chat says, what's up, CP and Alex? Love the shows, and let's go Knicks. Shout-out to uh, Robert Paris Dugger. We got D-Block1755 in here. My two-cent salute. All right, Al, back to you, man. Back to yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, and I know I was like, maybe the Rockets have
2: a good choice. That's what I was leaning towards. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow Andrew Sue and say the Rockets because I'm going to get the teams that the Mavs totally. have beat, man. Okay. It, it's not really that impressive to me. Look, they've beaten the Pistons, the Spurs, the Nets, the Grizzlies, the Bulls, the Hornets, the Magic. Clippers and Pelicans are probably their best two teams that they've beaten, but they've also lost to the Raptors, the Nuggets. Like, come on, man. Yeah, and you use the word best
0: lightly with the way those two are playing anyway, right? Like, yeah, with and the it's Pelicans. like, yeah.
2: that, that's what we're talking about. When I look at the Rockets right now, they've beaten, let's see, they've beaten the horn. like obviously they've beaten the Hornets, but they beat the Kings twice, they beaten the Lakers, they beaten the Pelicans and the Nuggets. That's more impressive to me. Than what the than what the, the the Mavericks have done so far. So I got I'm rolling with Andrew, man. You gotta go with the Rockets. they're, they're now you are
1: now. You talking my language. You see, you see, you see what I mean? I I told you, I gave you a little sneak peek at my power rankings. Now you're talking my language. Rockets. I'm putting them in there at number five. Mavs haven't beaten anybody yet. I don't trust them. Who wins in a best of seven series right now? The Rockets or the Knicks? They just threw
0: everything away. They play a seven-game series. With, I'm going with the Knicks. Okay. He, okay. Yeah, Fan? Yeah. Fan.
1: They're not up. They're not up to speed just yet. Relax <laughs> over the there, Andrew. Shot. Relax. Only because <laughs> they came out the gate's hot. They beat the Kings twice. They washed the Lakers and an impressive win against the Champs. I'm putting the Rockets in at number five. RJ's I'm, looking
0: good. That jump shot's okay, looking great. good. The, RJ, that, that, that
2: energy transfer, you
1: know, yeah. it's looking better. It's looking better. For
2: sure. Okay, uh, Andrew, you were at that playoff watch party. You, you watch it over there, man. You watch it. Oh,
0: <laughs> no. I, I, and also, wait, I heard there's another party coming up. Is combo on the it, list plus one? That's what it I want to it is, It all is. All right. All right. Yeah. All right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I got Rockets five. I got Celtics four. Could be a three because, with, like you said, the Denver losing Murray. They might take a little step back a little bit. Well, we got to hear the official list, CP. What are you doing? Is so Celtics- I'm going Denver three. I'm going okay. Denver three. Okay. I'm going okay. Celtics four. All right, I'm switching it up one and two. I'm going curveball here. I don't care what the records say. I'm going Sixers two and I'm going soda one quality wins. Wow. I'm going quality wins. Soda already beat Denver. They washed Boston and they beat uh they beat uh Golden State. Number one defense in the league right now, and Ant Man is destroying everybody. Look, I look, put respect on Maxie's name. I'm putting Soda up there, number one. I'm putting uh, him over, number one. You're putting Minnesota over Philly right now. Yeah,
2: I mean, Philly them, beat the Celtics too, man. What?
1: <laughs> I, I think Minnesota's got better wins. Wow, I'm putting them up there. I wonder you how those teams were impressed that. by the Sixers outscoring the
2: high octane Pacers.
1: No, because base is not defending anybody. Mm. So you knew it was going to be a high scoring game anyway.
2: Yeah, they're
1: they're, they're terrible bases on they're defense. Good. Yeah, don't get terrible on defense. But, good, they're... but you knew right. You, yeah. you knew that they weren't going to be able to guard anybody. Or is this
2: just your hate for Philadelphia CP? What is this? No, I'm not. I'm not
1: hating at all. I'm not hating at all. I've, I've been a Maxi fan since since college. I love what he's doing with them. Uh, I wanted him on the Knicks, but I like quick. You know. I'm going to Minnesota, man. How would
0: you comp- how would you compare Quickly and Maxie? Oof.
2: At the at the time when they both came into the draft, they were like, if you're if you're yeah. a, if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan like me, Andrew, I know okay. CP doesn't yeah. get this, he's too old for this. Uh it's like uh the fusion <laughs> you, see, you see the fusion between go ten and trunks, and they would have been the yeah. complete basketball player, but now they're doing that regardless. So okay, they're the opposite.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. I no, I think I think Maxi's ability as as a three level scorer, from a shot creation standpoint, is way deeper than Quickly's right now. Mm. Way deeper than Quickly, even though Quickly's as a facilitator, as a floor general, I still got to put him up there. I mean, right now he's like number one. Right now, I'm pick and roll ball handler with like an insane points per possession, like one point four. Right, you're now. saying Maxie's the better facilitator then no chakra I'm, I'm going with chakra i'm going oh, shock
2: creator who are you going with the better facilitator then quickly quick quickly i think
0: you think quickly I, th- I, think quickly's like, like, facil- I think quickly is a better facilitator. i think quickly quickly is a better game manager i think yes yes yeah i, I would put him up there as well yeah yeah mm. i mean Maxi's the better player right now like that's obvious he's playing sure. at like an all nba level but the thing i love about quickly too is like he could beat you before the defense gets set. Like he could just hit a three out of nowhere, and Maxi could do yeah. some of that as well. But yeah, I like I, both those guys are super dynamic, man. Like th- that was kind of like it was always like the discussion between Pool and Hero and Quickly and Maxi, and it's it's interesting to see where all, all those guys' careers are going, right? But Maxi's he's top
2: of the line right now with those guys. Maxi being drafted twenty one in that twenty twenty draft.
0: Co- COVID year was weird though, right? Like we didn't get to see the tournament. Yes, yeah. a weird year. Yeah. But yeah,
1: that is interesting. 21st. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, no question about it, man. Um, what do we got tonight? We got Boston Knicks tonight. Wow. Is there gonna be redemption? Is there gonna be redemption? I want revenge tonight, man. I want Por- revenge tonight. Porzingis was on I want one. revenge yeah. against Porzingis tonight, and I want to see the Knicks finish this 10 game stretch at six and four. I think that would be re- that would be a good look, despite a tough schedule. Getting through that at six and four, and I think they could do it. Uh The Celtics don't scare me; they're a good team, good offensive potential. But the Knicks, Knicks can see them.
2: Yeah, I already I, called I, out Mitch. I already said Mitch has to show up against uh KP. He's been yeah. great after that, but he's got to show up this time.
0: Do you think him guarding like? Does he even have the ability to close out uh, if Porzingis is hitting? Do you think? Like Kenny, yeah, Kenny, I don't think I don't think Kenny affects like that
2: anymore. Okay, can he affect KP as a shooter if KP's shooting like that? It's like, it's just tough, right? That's tough. That's tough for Mitch. Like, we even saw that with Brooke Lopez. Like, it's tough for Mitch to guard bigs who can shoot the three ball effectively. Mm -hmm. But if it was, like, I think if Mitch was guarding, like, early Knicks KP, right? Like a guy who like to attack off the like if you're worrying about that I don't KP's not the guy who's going to take you off the dribble like that anymore.
0: Right, I right, think. and
2: that's also not his role on this team, right? Yeah, like he's picking a pop. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he's if he's hot from three,
1: that's a tough cover.
0: The Knicks are playing great. The Knicks are playing great right now, though. These last three games.
1: Oh, well, right, coming together at the right time, man. So that yeah. that's the marquee game of the night uh we'll see you know you got milwaukee and chicago we'll see if milwaukee's defense <laughs> mix it up a little bit because right now uh, i mean magic put it on them to, over the weekend uh who else we got we got cleveland sacramento uh, eh, washington toronto so it's really nick celtics tonight 7 30 that's where you're gonna have to get your pop. i'll be there i'll be in the on the way go ahead and represent man you already know man you, you already know, know how i do let's get a w man I've... uh yeah
2: Great. I got shoot. one thing. Go ahead, I got go one thing though. I want to go through this 2020 NBA draft board if you don't mind, because I'm just yeah, I'm just ahead, shocked at like who was selected before Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Outside of Anthony Edwards, who wise choice. Warriors with James Wiseman. Number three, Lamella Ball. Yeah, I think yeah. he's t- he's coming around. He's coming. He around. played. He played really well, right? Yeah. He, Lomelo, played well. he played. He oh, well. played. Okay. Yeah. 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 Patrick Williams for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Five. Cal- Cavaliers. I- Isaac Okoro. Hawks mm. took on Kung Wu. Pistons mm-hmm. took Killian Hayes. I can't see. I can't read with who the Knicks took, so we're not going to go with that. Wizards took uh, oh. Denny Adia. Suns <laughs> took Jalen Smith. Spurs took Devin Vassell. Kings took Tyrese Halliburton. Pelicans took Kyra Lewis. Celtics took Aaron Naismith. Magic took Cole Anthony. Blazers <clears throat> traded Isaiah Stewart to the Pistons. Timberwolves took uh, Poku, was traded to the Thunder. Mavs took Josh Green. Wow, that's took Sadiq Bay, who was traded to the Pistons. Wow, he took Precious Achua, and then you have Maxi right there.
0: Yeah, I mean Precious he he's 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 so Anthony Edwards obviously w- was a great pick. I mean Tyrese was a steal. Both Tyrese's were a steal at yeah, that yeah draft.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. the only ones that I the only ones that uh, to me that are fine are like Edwards, Ball, and Halliburton, and Vassell. Those are the those are the only. Those are the only guys I could say I mean, at in position. Well, let's say in a redraft though. I mean, he he goes before Vassell, right? He
0: he. In a redraft,
1: who, who Maxie? Yeah, Mac, Max Max. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: so yeah. how about wait? Actually, I, I think Vassell is coming though. I think I think, he, I think he's, no, he's he's good. Yeah, yeah. He's good.
0: But do you guys think, who would you guys take for your franchise first, Halliburton or Maxi? Hmm. I'm going Halliburton. Like I just love the way Halliburton plays
2: basketball. Like I love it. Yeah,
1: he was cooking he was awesome. Too. He was yeah. good this night.
2: It's tough, man, because Maxi, I think it depends on like what you need. Do you want that guy who could just be a full on facilitator and score? Then that's where you go with Halber. If you want a guy who could be that score and he still gets solid defense, I'm going with Maxi, man. And Maxi's playmaking chops are still developing, but I don't know. It's tough. I think I'm going, Ma- I just like Maxi's game, man. I kind of like that gamer mentality where it's like nothing's too big for the moment for him. And he's just like, yeah. He feels like he always has no reason whatsoever. He could like he could win all the awards. He still has a chip on his shoulder. I, I like that about Maxi.
0: I, I think it, it comes down to like what type of player you like. Like I always like that guy that makes everybody around you better. You know the Jason yeah, no, Kid, the Magic Johnson, yeah. the uh-huh. Jokic. Yes. So like Tyrese Halliburton, like since college, I said that he just makes everybody around him better. Sweet. But yeah. I could see like if you like that killer scoring mentality, like score score, you go with Maxi. So I think it de- definitely depends on what type of archetype you like
1: true indeed true indeed man well great show fellas absolutely outstanding show they i think we 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 covered it an outstanding weekend around the nba so to everybody in the chat once again hit the like button hit the share button and subscribe to the channel the nba report man number one nba podcast for the fans by the fans. Remember that this show is available in audio podcast format, so no reason to miss it. If you miss it, uh, the live show, salute to the replay gang. You could always catch it in audio podcast format as well. So uh, we'll, we'll have a couple of uh, additional announcements on the way this week, so make sure you guys keep it locked uh, because, uh, you know, we're, we're just starting to take off here. Things are just getting started right here in the NBA Report. Alex, Andrew, great show. And uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday Like, share, subscribe. We out of here, man. Peace.